Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sex. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. Hey, way to go on that edit into the intro. <laughs> it's great to see him, buddy. How well, you Rusty, doing? we took we took two weeks off. We took a big big holiday weekend. It's like we haven't done the show I in a know. month. I know. I can't. Uh, I couldn't wait. In fact, I thought maybe we would do a midweek. And fortunately, we didn't because <laughs> I was so fucking bearish. <laughs> and they ran it right up our ass. Oh, Friday, um, just to the moon. <laughs> so I checked with our uh, local uh, chart expert, Professor uh, Leslie Harris. Yep. And um, he kind of talked me out of being bearish in the short term he said you know it's setting up looking like a top but he thinks there needs to be one more sort of short squeeze because there's too many people sitting on the sidelines in fact one of our uh commenters on the website it might i don't know if it was bob cobb or somebody but mentioned how all the rich guys are in t-bills and it's not keeping up with inflation and then they're going to get FOMO. And so there, there's a lot of interesting stuff that went back and forth on the, on the website. I just, a, a pro tip, um, rich guys don't have inflation like you and me, like the fact that broccoli's up four times doesn't, <laughs> you know, um, I've been eating a lot of avocados lately Oh yeah, and, and they've gone up a lot, Yeah, I bet. but, um, they got to go up to be about 2000 bucks a piece. <laughs> <laughs> to make it hurt. 
Well, in fact, maybe you sell gold and you buy avocados. <laughs> Speaking of the lead, the, the oh, uh, lead metal. I mean, you know, there's that saying: if it trades like shit and it smells like shit and it looks like shit, it's shit. <laughs> there you go. Here we are. Um, we've got a uh, a very talented uh, group of listeners, and I think gold was down thirty bucks on Friday. How many days is it up thirty bucks? <laughs> then two o'clock. Then two o'clock. It's down twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, every smart guy I know, seriously, every smart guy I know loves gold. Is long gold, and you got one guy. With all due respect to one of our listeners, who disagrees with me, yep. Rush is selling it as fast as they can dig it out of the slave labor camps up in yep. Siberia. And uh, that will continue yep. until morale improves, right? No doubt about it. Right. Um, what's new with you? I saw a little trip up to Bear Mountain, or was that a covert op? No, no, no. That was, a, that was public public knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back to the mountain. Um, Saturday morning, nobody there. Nobody on the on the biggest hill near New York City um, on a Saturday morning. Just a ghost town. Yep. Well, it's generally overrun by the uh, the members of my tribe <laughs> on Sunday. Generally. Saturday, uh, the good ones are at Temple. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we I know we took a break. I may be away next week. I'm not sure. Um, I may be actually uh, traveling to uh, Israel for a oh. week. Wow. Yeah, I won a contest. Stop it. <laughs> First prize was a trip to Israel. Okay. Second prize was two trips. No. <laughs> no, I I mean, yeah. Yes, that's sort of the plan. We'll see. Okay. Um I'm making fun. I I I love being there. I just yeah. getting to and fro is just not my yeah, yeah, yeah. just not my thing. So yeah. Uh, I apologize in advance. Um I don't see any reason why we couldn't podcast, but I, I'd have to take a computer, right? Yeah, I couldn't probably. do it off my yeah. iPad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, we we'll might see. be able we'll to. See. We'll see what happens. We'll cross that. We'll cross that uh, river when yeah. we get. <laughs> Cheryl's in the midst of a big uh, transaction, so uh, she may take her computer with her. Mm -hmm. If so, maybe we can. But okay. anyway, we we proceed. Yeah. Um. I've noticed you're wearing a fish shirt yeah. today. Taylor, Taylor, yeah. Taylor Swift. Right. Taylor oh, Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's wow. a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Very nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm donning my heady topper jumper. I see that. Um, I see that. You know, which is a little contrary to my no carbohydrate diet. But I name dropped you uh, in a beer discussion recently um, because of your how early you were for the Hill Farmstead. <laughs> oh that that is that's all right let me give the people mother, the backstory. mother's milk you're right all right so so there's 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 this beer this has got to be what this could be five years ago now maybe more five years ago or so well back when heady toppers were hard to get which is a small it's a beer from vermont it's you can you could only get it in vermont for the longest time um morris would get heady toppers hey come on over i got a couple of heady toppers hey, how'd you get that I, i'll just come over and come have two beers okay fine one night I get the invite and he's got, he goes, I got 
this hill farmstead. And I said, I, I said, I've never even heard of it. What is it? Dude, the hill farmstead is like some microbrewery up in Vermont on a farm where you had to, they like would announce a date and they'd say, okay, Sunday, June 3rd, we're going to release a hundred gallons of Morris's lager. And the first people that are there lined up at the barn, get some, maybe there'll be enough for whatever. And then it was, it was just the Holy grail of beers and hard to get to hard to get. And somehow MB gets two growlers of it and over we go to the house and sit down. And it, it this is just incredible beer. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, somebody was, uh, brought it up this weekend, and I was like, oh, yeah, he'll probably." I kind of shrugged, and I said, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, been there, done that, been yeah. there, done that years ago, <laughs> years ago." Literally, I, I just scoffed, and I said, "This has got to be like 2017." <laughs> that was our good friend Ted Shaker no. stood in line in the rain wow. to get us those. <laughs> 13-time Emmy Award-winning producer. Yeah, okay. yeah. As, as benevolent as it sounds, I think his second choice was to sit in the car with his mother-in-law. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I did not know little... those were from Ted. So, if Ted, Ted, if you're listening, yeah. thank you again. Um, yeah, again, one, one of the legends in sports TV production is waiting online at a farm, yeah. bringing us beer back. Anyway, yeah, so that I, I was, yeah. I once again, you were very early on that. Um, so, so thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, here we are. It's, it's great to see you. It's been uh, a lot going on in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> really um so is uh you know and as we've mentioned on the show um i subscribe to a lot of uh pay for news services and uh, uh i just like reading that stuff and uh, what do you read first what's your first read in the morning who are you reading first oh that's easy daily shot okay Yep. It used to be, and, and I'll get hooted for this, and you probably don't even know about this one, but Dennis Gartman at the Gartman Letter. So I was a subscriber like 007. And, you know, I I just liked the guy. I, I just liked the guy. And he had this whole way about putting on trades, and he, he would say, you know, put on two units or put on four units. And we'd be, Dennis, what do you mean? He says, well, I don't know how big you trade. I don't know how small you trade. But, you know, this is kind of the way I go about it. Interesting. And then one one day, he's long like 19 units a dollar yen. And I, I, I call him up and I go, Dennis, look, I'm no good at math, okay? But somewhere in my gut, it says you can't be long 19 units. If 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 you're trading in ones and twos, and that's your capital, you can't have 19. I, I don't have the skills to prove it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. So uh anyway, I'm trying a new format today. I don't know how it's gonna go, but um, so I don't know how it works at your house, but generally in the evening, Cheryl and I are hanging out in the kitchen chatting kind of uh, maybe reading a little bit. I've always got some fish going on in the background. Mm -hmm. We don't want to go to bed too early because, yep. you know, being old <laughs> at six o'clock, you start thinking about that. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
But I, so I get up and we get into bed around 9.30 and I'm uh, chumming for stuff to look at. Mm -hmm. And I fall down the YouTube <laughs> rabbit hole, right? Jesus. And I don't know how, um, but it's picked up that I like the military. Okay. Maybe it listens to podcasts. So I've become kind of enamored with this A-10 Warthog. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that thing is the sounding plane in the world. <laughs> this thing is a airplane built around a gun. I know. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I'm slightly familiar. You're yeah. familiar. Yeah. So I've seen everything there is to see. They have this incredible heads up display thing, which, you know, you can get on a car now. Mm -hmm. Although it's not quite as much fun when you when you can't get air. But, yeah, the, so, <laughs> so for today's podcast, I'm trying to do a little bit of a heads up display thing okay. where I've got all of these iPads. So oh, instead wow. of trying to read my handwriting, which <laughs> cannot be done. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Should we start with the low hanging fruit? Absolutely. Let's get okay. out of so, uh, as predicted here on Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut, the United States of America did not default. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, earlier I'd mentioned I subscribed to a lot of these news or, or uh, outside uh, research, mm -hmm. and one of them is one of them is uh, Grant's Interest Rate Observer. Now. I started reading that in the mid-1980s when I was at Aubrey G. Lanston and Company. And I believe, and I'll send this link over to Jim, see if he can verify it. He was living in Brooklyn at the time. And I think in his newsletter, he talked about being bearish on New York real estate in selling his brownstone in like Brooklyn Heights. You say Williamsburg, please don't tell me Williamsburg. <laughs> well, I, that that was Williamsburg back then, right? I mean, I know. you know, yeah, yeah. But I, I'll see if I remember that correctly. But oh. anyway, um, after a while, I changed firms, and um, uh, I don't know. I wasn't getting it for free. I mean, mm -hmm. we were always paying for it, but when the firm gets it, they get a site license so you can get a bunch of copies. So anyway, I stopped reading it. And, and I don't know, maybe two years ago, Peter suggested I should read it. And, and you know, I signed up for the uh, free trial. And I, I had forgotten how well Jim Grant writes. Um, and and um, I like that kind of old-fashioned language and you know it's very similar to me of the reminiscences of the stock operator type thing why i mention it um not because i have any hope of getting a free trial again but because he pointed out i think correctly that the united states of america has defaulted on its debt a number of times now let me explain, and I'm going to try and parrot what he said. Mm -hmm. So if I'm wrong or I get it, you know, 
don't don't shoot the messenger. But so basically the argument goes like this that a default is when somebody changes the terms of your loan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the the two uh examples I think Jim gives is first when FDR changed the weight of the dollar to gold. Mm-hmm. He went mm-hmm. from twenty dollars an ounce to I don't know, thirty-five dollars an ounce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I suspect, and I'll leave it to the lawyers to argue over, but I I see the logic that that's a default. So that's number one. Number two, and 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 more simply, um, Richard Milhouse Nixon uh, took us off the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Well, I I suspect, you know, when you can trade your dollars in for gold one day, and you can't trade them in for anything but more dollar, the same number of dollars the next day, that would be a default too. Wow. Or, yep. So, uh, you know, you can chew on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mention it to Chuck Schumer for two reasons. One is I think he's too obtuse to understand that. And two, he knows everything. So why why, why bother? Mm. But, um, I just wanted to mention that. Um, speaking of somebody who knows everything, uh, Kathy Wood, um, boy, talk about basking in the glow, yeah. <laughs> right? You can't make it up. You cannot make it up. I mean, so one of the guys I uh, ride with, but rode with more when he lived up here. I don't think you met him, but um, um, his nickname is Scott. Anyway, he's coming back to the area. He's given me three stock tips in my life. Okay. I did one and I passed on two. The one I did was when that guy took over Microsoft a number of years ago, Hmm. Scott laid out a very cogent argument why this guy was going to. Okay. So as far as stock trading goes, I went all in. Now, keep in mind, me and stocks and all in, it's it's not your average bear kind of thing. But um I, I think it can you expand on that <laughs> i hate stocks i know <laughs> but I, but i bought i bought what my year, full what year you think this is well i bought it at 55 dollars a share <laughs> <laughs> Three, that's the good news 335 335 in the business yeah well jesus Christ. when it, yeah so when it doubled I donated it to charity. Of course you did. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one I did. The second one he suggested was Tesla. Yep. And and we know how that <laughs> we all you know we all know, know how that worked out. Tesla looked yeah. Tesla Tesla didn't look good at six dollars to you. <laughs> yeah. So that's number two. Hilarious. Um, number three, two years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't know. He calls me up and says, you know, this virtual reality thing is taken off. This autonomous automobile thing is taken off. 
and there's this one company. No, no, they, no. Yeah. No, no, he no. Was this one, no, he did not. He did. Hand on my heart, okay? <laughs> I swear, on the lives of my children, <laughs> I will not be the one to break the peace we made here today. Oh. So he says, NVIDIA. And I look at the thing, and I don't know, it went from, it had gone from 40 to 60. I don't know. So I'm like, I, yeah, I can't buy it. And uh, so um, next time Scott recommends something, unless oh. it's taken cyanide, I'm just, I'm just doing it. But um, 40 to 60. Yeah. Where's it now? 393. 393. <laughs> yeah. So. I got my own Kathy Wood, except this guy knows how to make money. Holy um, shit, dude. Speaking of um uh Ms. Wood, you know, I've told her, I've told you I think she's got like a mental illness. And um I I kind of did a little research on it. Let me see if I can find it with my famous heads up display here, which I'm sure is, is just not like flying an A10, just like fucking... flying an A10. <laughs> yeah, you just you just uh, pull the trigger. Yeah. And um, um, let's see. Yeah, you told us she's a sociopath. She's a narcissist. She's got uh, the other thing. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Personality. Dude, how do you Narciss go on TV? How do you go on TV? <laughs> you say it's overpriced. Okay. Here's, here's the symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. Sense of self-importance. Check. Preoccupation with power, beauty, or success. Entitled. Oh. Can only be around people who are important or special. <laughs> Here's a good one. Interpersonally exploitive for their own gain. Imagine that. <laughs> Arrogant. Oh, you don't understand. Lack, <laughs> lack empathy. <laughs> Must be admired. Yeah. So when I was uh, getting my uh, MD in neurology, I did a loop through the psychiatric training. Yeah, Johns Hopkins. Back, yeah. back, uh, NYU. And then um, at that point, um, we uh, prescribed lithium for people with personality disorder. Sure. Now I think um, you know, I've kind of moved in a different direction from medicine. So I don't think lithium uh, is used much anymore, but they, they focus on these uh, SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, if it were me, I'd start her off at uh, uh, 50 milligrams a day, wow. and I'd titrate her up to 200 milligrams over the course of a month. And I think she'd be much happier. Um, so there, that that's from old chestnut and uh, best of luck to you, darling. Um, and then there's DJ Sal. Dude. Dude. Uh, he still works there. <laughs> you know, um, they're firing people again. Right. Partners. Partners. Yeah. I heard the P word bandied about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big deal. 
But you know what you don't hear? You don't hear any of the board of directors being fired, do you? No, no. Dude, let's talk about the board of directors. You sent me the thing about Netflix. Those guys. Get- yeah. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay. But then the, the one key sentence in that in that paragraph says the board of di- directors can choose to ignore it. Like they, they sure they can. Like sure, they previously sure. have done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? They have two or three of these votes by shareholders. Okay. One of the shareholders is going to end up being, Sequoia. you know, Vanguard or somebody fidelity. And they're going to bandy together and they're going to have a chat with the board of directors and go, listen, fuck not. Let's get on board here. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's the first shot across the bow. So, so thank you for bringing that up. Now, I don't know about you, you and I have very different career paths, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and you can, you know, my cast of characters, you can verify this, but when things weren't going well, on the desk, I was on the desk, and yeah, that must that have been might, fun. That must have been fun. That, might, that was there's nothing. There's nothing worse than being a trading manager, and hearing grown men sitting there perfectly silent, and every once in a while you get a deep sigh. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Just like I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I like I just want to stare it. at my monitor, yeah. and I don't want to breathe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So he's out spinning records. Um, I uh, have been posting some kind of uh, different things on the Ibwak website, just because mm-hmm. we've been doing this a while. I think as I get older. Part of this might be fun for my kids or if they have kids, you know, that kind of thing. And so one of the things I put up there recently was the surf lodge, which uh, I need to be careful uh, what I say, because we've entered years ago into a non-disparagement agreement. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, a friend of ours, and I won't mention his name because he was part of the Mm -hmm. similar thing, but you know, we were there from day one and uh, didn't make a penny on the thing. Um, Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Um, But the picture above it I posted was, have you ever been to the surf lodge? No. No. Okay. Well, it's this motel in Montauk which is just destroying the ecosystem there. Yeah, totally. There were so many people going to that place at the height. I think I told you this. We took out the urinals in the bedroom and just yeah. put in a bathtub. Yeah. And in the woman's room, it'd be like, I don't know, I'll, I'll say an hour wait, but I'm sure I'm low for the women to use the loo. And between seasons, we took down the separators between the commodes mm-hmm. and we we narrowed them so i think these poor women had to open the door kind of back yeah, in with yeah, their knickers yeah, around course. right okay yeah, okay yeah. but we didn't make any money i a, anyway there's another picture uh right above the, mm-hmm. the surf lodge thing so the surf lodge 
is not on the beach. It's yeah. inland, but it's on a pond. Yeah. I forget the name of the pond, but across the pond was this dilapidated kind of, I don't know, you know, resort thing called yeah. Rushmeyer's. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, the surf lodge thing takes off and our friend who we won't mention for his not to steal his thunder just because i don't he doesn't need any legal issues out of it but but the picture is of me with rob mckinley great guy incredible designer um as we're developing rush myers yep, which yep. is across the pond and that thing in no time uh what's the term the kids use blew up, blew up. Yeah, blew up. Yeah. Yep. To me, in my world, that's bad. But I guess in your world, that's nope. good. Nope. But uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun to show that with someone with absolutely no experience in real estate, this is not it's how you become a real estate Dude, man. You, you were involved. You were, in two, you, were, you were early on two of the hottest spots on Long Island, okay? Like Surf Lodge to this day, I mean, it's become comical. Like, I think if if your girls wanted to go and have a private table on Saturday night at the Surf Lodge, I bet they, they, they're like, we start at 20 grand. Like, you can get the table for 20 grand, and then we'll start running your tab, okay? That's yeah, dude, it's eye-watering, it's eye, eye, eye <laughs> okay? It's ridiculous. Uh it's lifestyles of the rich and famous on the pond out on lots awesome. of oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and what's that? There's not a statue. There's not a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. A, a little layover for the military on their way to the West coast. Dude. Um, Incredible. So, so at least with the rush Myers, yeah. we flipped it and we made some money, yeah. which was, yeah, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. Um, but you know, what are the odds that Morris Bernard Sachs III, kid from the gritty south side of Chicago, <laughs> is the guy on the liquor license <laughs> at Rush Myers in Montauk, New York? Dude, you're just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was kind of that was kind of fun. Um, but I, I met a lot of really interesting people and that's what kind of pushed me into the real estate stuff. Yeah. And, um, uh, it also kind of pushed me into the, having a keen dislike for real estate brokers. Mm. Um, you know, I went riding with, uh, Ed on, um, Friday mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, cause I'm on this keto diet. I can ride hard for like 45 minutes, then I run on glycogen. Ed is the Energizer Bunny. And I don't mean the Energizer Bunny, Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you can you can check that on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just knows one speed. I and know. It's, yeah. So if you go on the Strava page, <laughs> my ranking is massive. <laughs> 18 personal records his is like you know chilling recovery ride yep. yeah, yeah yeah so um anyway uh it wasn't this friday but the previous friday i met his significant other 
who is uh, delightful. The best. Gal, delightful. Gal. The best. <laughs> Unfortunately, she is now a real estate broker. And so she's the exception that proves the rule. Okay. She's okay. But the rest of them. Burn in hell. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, enough of that. Uh, people want to talk about the payroll number. I'm sorry? The video. You didn't like me. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you're killing me. <laughs> Fucking killing me. Uh, no video. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, listen. If, you, if you've been here for all a hundred and some episodes and you haven't figured out I'm never going to like stock. It's amazing. You're, amazing. you're like the guy that listened to the whole fish show and then got mad. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh. Um, so look, I'm a fixed income guy. I, I, what am I going to tell you? I, my first job <clears throat> was for a municipal bond broker. I got trained in a bank. I started in the bond pit at the Board of Trade. I worked for Aubrey Lanston. You know, I met Peter Sternlight. You know, I've been to the Federal Reserve a number of times with Zervos. It's just, that's mm. just my thing, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and as Leslie said correctly multiple times, I have convinced myself I'll just make, never make money being long stocks. Of course, I know, okay. I know. But I, I can show you thousands of dollars of research here, hundreds of thousands of pages that says just buy them and let them run and you're going to be fine. Well, listen of to course, your brother. <laughs> who, who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Mark, I'm sure I'm sure with all my genius whipping around this and that, he's still 150 basis points IRR better than me, but. But, been you know, show with the wrong guy. <laughs> so to tell you how much a bond guy I am, and this is not bragging. This is trying to open up mm -hmm. to allow people to just see how strange what goes on between my two ears is. You're the show, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> so... It was last, I believe it was last Saturday night. Now, you know, the boss has determined no alcohol. It's not good for me. Mm -hmm. Whether it's because it's a neurotoxin or because I don't know when to say no. Right, right, right. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyway, um, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. But I'm allowed these THC gummies, which... To be honest with you, it's a bit of a uh, angst with me because my entire life has been, you know, just say no, don't do drugs, of course. you know, the whole thing. And now it's like going into Tiffany's. And <laughs> yep, yep. So anyway, we're sitting around and I believe youngest daughter uh, is up uh, for dinner. And um, so I take... Uh, half of one of these things. And I don't say like half, like, oh, I only took a half. No, I, they're, they're measured. So I, I took a therapeutic dose, as we used to say when I was in, in medical school. And so about an hour 
into this thing, it's it's really kicked in pretty good. And and you know, I think Cheryl had a glass of wine. Youngest daughter might have had a glass of wine. So everyone's kind of getting along. Uh, which is a little counter to, by the way, because we have this mutual friend, Rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was riding with him on the Gimbals ride. It was like the weekend after Thanksgiving, a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was he had a black eye. And I said, what the fuck happened to you? He says, well, I went to Thanksgiving in my parents' house. Like that was supposed to be an answer. What? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently they got drunk and all of a sudden, anyway, in our house, there's no okay. physical violence. Yeah. But, you know, Cheryl and youngest daughter, they're talking about, you know, things mothers and daughters talk about. Right, which is great, and everyone's happy. But I'm kind of starting to go into that ozone thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, nerd alert, I'm thinking about the inverted curve. A- a- as one does on Saturday night when you're sitting at home. Totally, totally normal. <laughs> and it's unusual like you go back and you look in the last 50 years we've hardly ever had an inverted curve and and when you get unusual things i have found it really pays to do the hard work and get to the bottom of it which reminds me there's a quote i'd like to talk about a little bit later but um i'm starting to think about when the curve is inverted, that means the yield on the very long paper is lower than the yield on the short paper. So as the long paper shortens in maturity, the yield goes up. And as you know, as well as anyone else, as yield goes up, price goes down. I'm like, okay. So I'm kind of looking up, thinking about getting this picture in my mind of the inverted yield curve and Mm -hmm. i'm kind of sort of thinking about like you know in astronomy you have like the big dipper and you got the little stars and they kind of make an arc and i'm i'm kind of sitting at the kitchen table and i'm kind of picturing the big dipper and i'm a little dizzy and then i start thinking about uh well i know if you're long long dated paper and the yields rising you're losing money but you're earning interest on your investment Mm -hmm. and then i sit there and i think hang on i do everything based on a leverage basis in my calculations okay so how can you be earning interest when your cost of funds is higher than okay and now i'm now I'm really like, hang on. So it's 10 o'clock on Saturday night. I'm trying to explain this to youngest daughter who has a, a degree in economics. So yep, she yep. she gets it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheryl, Cheryl clearly gets it, but has no interest in talking to me about it. Okay. Uh, so what do I do? I pick up the phone Saturday night at 10 p.m. and I call one of my former colleagues, who, by the way, it's like on a date. Yeah, perfect. 
Because what I've got to talk about is way more important than anything question. in his life, right? Okay. Quick question. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, set that aside. But I go and I sit down. And this is where this, this podcast is going to take a turn. <laughs> and you may want to mark the time because I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking about this um, Big Dipper, mm -hmm. right? And how you look at the stars and, and I start turning my head. And as I said, I, I start getting dizzy. And I have a memory of a flashback. So when we moved to Greenwich, we didn't know anybody. And um, Cheryl uh, joined the, the local organization. Mm -hmm. And um, she made a couple of friends. And as you know how it works, you know, your wife makes a friend, the friend has a husband, so we go out to dinner. So I meet this guy, and, and he's a nice enough fellow. Um, definitely a type B guy, which was really good for me because I didn't need Saturday night dinner with an A type. Totally. Right? totally. Okay. Yep. Real, a real gentle, nice, kind person. Um, but it was pretty apparent that, you know, he just had kind of make work jobs. He didn't. Okay. And, and you know, I don't pry with these things. So I just, we'd get together with him, you know, twice a month for dinner, you know, have a, a nice pleasant evening. And, 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 you know, it made us feel a little less outcast in Greenwich. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's designed to make you feel outcast. And and they're good at it. Mm -hmm. So um anyway, as I'm thinking of this big dipper and I'm starting to get dizzy, I'm reminded of when I went with this fellow in the nineties, we went and saw the Pink Floyd tour at Shea Stadium. It it's called I think it was called the division bell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. okay. So I get the guy drive us out there and I have a couple of beers and this fellow is sitting next to a couple of guys. Back then we would call them potheads. Yep. Um, this was back when it was illegal. So the guy I'm with gets, gets high and I have this anxiety about, like crowds. So I always leave concerts a little bit early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid of like being trampled by 20,000 people, you know, like the soccer stadium thing. Yep, yep. So as we're trying to walk out of Shea Stadium, the Pink Floyd guys, they hoist this huge mirror ball and they hit it with lights. Yep. And it starts spinning. And it makes it look like Shea Stadium is a spaceship and it's about to it's about to take off. Okay. And so my friend, who is a husky guy, he's stoned. We're trying to get out of Shea Stadium. And now he starts, he made the mistake of looking around and he sees the spinning. Yeah. And yeah. he starts following it. And it's like watching one of these circus bears turn around. And the next thing I know, he's just dead flat on his face. So 
I help them up and we make it, we make it home. But the, what I want to get to is it's funny when you live in New York, sort of the people who you, who you meet. Right. So, um, as I said, I always had a feeling like this guy came from, um, some money and, uh, it turns out that his grandfather or great grandfather, his name was Albert Wigan. Now, that guy is an interesting fellow because he was like a BSD during the stock crash. Mm -hmm. And he got caught shorting chase manhattan bank stock into the crash and making the bank buy it from him he had the whole thing set up in like a tax-free shenanigans yeah with people really? in canada yeah so that was i you know it's an interesting thing if you go to wikipedia you can read about the guy um you know the 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 kid i met the guy i met nice enough guy and, yeah, and yeah. i i don't really we kind of lost track of each other but i thought the interesting part of the story was like when you live in this part of the country you just you just never know who you're gonna meet you know mm -hmm. and the uh it reminded me of the second part where you know back in the 90s i was going up and back from london with uh the london office mm -hmm. and cheryl was kind enough to sign me up to be a soccer coach on Saturday morning. So I'd come back from London. I get home like 8 p.m. Friday night, just cooked. And like 9 a.m. Saturday morning, I got to be on the soccer field with a bunch of fucking Greenwich asshole parents, right? It's like, why is my kid not getting enough field time? I'm like, he's eight. You know, <laughs> or how about you, coach? <laughs> yeah. You wanted to play more, you coach. Um, but uh, one of my co coaches was a fellow who I believe is now governor of the state of Connecticut, Ned Lamont. Oh, yeah, good old Ned. Yeah, okay, so real nice guy, yeah. real, real nice guy. But I, I didn't know anything about his background and and um, but it was pretty apparent he had some money mm -hmm. and um, we were chatting one day and uh, he was asking me what I do. And I said, what do you do? And he says, you know, I'm kind of like wireless and Internet and this and that. And, and I'm like, oh, that's that's great. Pretty lucrative. He says treated me well. Well, oddly enough. I don't know whether it was his grandfather or great-grandfather. But Lamont was the acting head of J.P. Morgan during the market crash of 1929. Boom. And apparently Herbert Hoover turned to this Lamont character and said, could you sort it out? Um, why I find this uh, even a little more interesting, and um, 
I'm going out on a limb here because I don't know that I have it exactly right. But I remember reading the biography of Keynes, the economist. Okay. And in there, uh, a couple things. One is, um, I seem to recall him talking about this Lamont guy coming over and being involved in the Treaty of Versailles, which put the huge crimp on Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, do I have that right? Uh-huh. Anyway, I'll, we'll we'll go back and we'll yeah, go yeah. back and check that. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, because it was the Treaty of Versailles was because they put the blame of World War One on Germany, and that was for all the reparations, and that's what blew up the German economy because it couldn't get restarted because of all the loans. So yep. I think this Lamont character had to go over and enforce the loan repayment. Interesting. But to me, as a adjunct to this, uh, reading the biography of Keynes. So um, he was, I guess, initially homosexual. Interesting. In that day, it was illegal. Totally, yep, yep. Apparently, he started dating a ballerina and became bisexual. Uh, who wouldn't, right? But... Um, uh, Anyway, why I bring up the homosexual bisexual thing is one of the greatest minds in the history of mankind was this man named Alan Turing, which you may or may not be familiar, no judgment if you're not, but he's one of these guys that kind of really figured out how to make a computer work. And um, he was, uh, I guess, convicted of being a homosexual. Amazing. He was chemi- chemically castrated by the British government. And he ended up killing himself by putting cyanide in an apple and taking a bite out of an apple. And that's how he died. Years later, somebody congratulated Steve Jobs on the Apple logo with the bite out of it as an homage to Alan Turing. And to his credit, Jobs said, I wish I thought of it because that would be a great testimonial to the wow. to the guy. So um, how are we doing time-wise? You got plenty of lot of time, plenty of time. Oh, okay. So anyway, that concludes that portion of uh, what I wanted to talk about. There was a, um, uh, our good pal, Kevin Muir does a podcast. That's how you and I got started in this illicit profession, (laughs) bringing us all sorts of riches along the way. Um, But uh, he posted a quote and, you know, so far my heads up display hasn't been working so great. Um, My A10 warthog. (laughs) Yeah, they better not be firing at me. Do you so, know what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about where there was the 
the quote about how, um, I, I just give me a second. Okay. He posted a quote. The more effortless and natural the trading process, the better the chances for success. As the anonymous trader in quote, Zen and the art of trading put it, in trading just as an archery, whenever there is effort, force, straining, struggling, or trying, it's wrong. You're out of sync. You're out of harmony in the market. The perfect trade is one that requires no effort. Now, I couldn't disagree with that more. <laughs> no effort. I, the perfect, no effort? I don't know. I, I just, I, I've always been more of the, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I don't know where you get the. Yeah. But that was in the book, The New Market Wizards by Jack Schwager. So I'm giving it no stars. I was going to say, I'd like to that, see PL. I'd like to see a PL before you fire off comments like that. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Um, anyway, um, I know Kevin's a, a good man. And you doing a show with him? You doing it? You, you got called in for the new the new show? There's I've heard some discussions in the hallway. Um there's apparently I don't know how much of this I'm at liberty to discuss, but I, I no NDA. Uh, has arrived, nor has any um, invite from Lena. Did you um, submit your rider? Yeah. My rider looking for the green M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin's got some scheme that he's going to do like a half hour podcast. Yeah. And I, I don't quite understand except I'll it's an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an opportunity to, to like, go in front, front of the firing squad. Hey, Drag, he's he's got a, a Rolodex of 200 guests. I don't know if it's an honor or an insult, okay? And my first instinct was like, oh, what an honor. Then I was like... What if it? What if it's a disaster? You know, what if yeah. you do your? What if you do your twenty-five minute stand-up routine? And Kevin doesn't get yeah. to ask his questions, and like his nuts and bolts listeners might be a little different than our listeners. You know, you better talk um, that to me, my friend. Okay, that's your job. It's not like you and me when we chat. Okay, Kevin interrupts. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Talk to the, yep. the producer and the director about that. Honest to, God, honest to God, I used that to get Morris to do the show. For all the listeners out there, I said, Kevin, I said, look, he doesn't let you talk. I said, you I said, you, you can't continue. I said, you have a lot to say. I can tell when you were getting your toes stepped on. I said, why don't you sit down? You'll do it with me. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Here we are, 110 episodes later. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Um, in terms of uh, thanking uh, the audience for sticking with us through thick and thin. Yeah. Um, we received a note, you received a note, and you sent it on to me from a man who goes by the name Kevin Andrew T.O. And I put it up on the IBWOC and uh, I, it would mean a lot to Liam and I if you guys 
or gals or theys would shoot over and read this. It was one of the nicest things anyone's written to me. And one of the nicest things that I've ever read. And he basically talked about growing up without a father. And he referenced your relationship and mine, where it was a benevolent back and forth discussion of wisdom with questions and respect. And it meant so much to me because, you know, I probably mentioned my father passed away when I was just 19 and we didn't really have any uh, other relatives involved. And there were men, and I've talked about this from time to time, that came in and helped me with that role. You know, I mentioned, you know, the um, Sandy Bank, Johnny Muso, and that's how I got to meet Charlie D. Uh, There are, you know, former business partners of mine. I I don't want to go through the, the, the list of names because... You, you leave people out or this or that. But I, I had a solid half dozen people that stepped into that role for me. Yeah. And it, it it made a big difference. And the, the way this fellow, Kevin, wrote this article, it it, uh, it, it choked me up pretty good. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, we um, don't do this for the money. Um, not because we don't want the money. We just haven't figured out how to monetize it yet. <laughs> no, but it's, it's comments like these that make it worthwhile. And, and um, I won't speak for you. I'll give you your own chance, but I just genuinely from the bottom of my heart, it, it meant a lot. And uh, yeah. thank yeah. you, Kevin. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was happy that he let us post it and he was able to share it. Um, and so, yeah, it's on, it's on the website. Um and I'll and I'll share his his Twitter handle too. I've got that too. I think that's where he put it out. But um, but yeah, like that stuff like that. Um, yeah, the listeners have been great. Like I gotta thank Bob Cobb for checking in and and you know and keeping us honest about the stuff because he said and he's right. He's Bob. You're right. I come on. We said, look, there's nothing going on, and he was like, well, you know, Nvidia's going on, the Nasdaq's going on. There's there's stuff going on, and 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 I get that. He's right. So I appreciate. Well, I'm, I'm that's. That's my error. That's not your error, right? I mean, you got your 13 stocks or whatever you're up to. And we make a point of not talking about our positions. Yep. Yep. Right. I I just, for a whole host of reasons, but. um, Because imagine we started talking at the beginning. We don't like the video. (laughs) I didn't say I didn't like it. I just didn't buy it. (laughs) Stay away from that. Incredible, dude! Yeah, um, robo Robo Taxi. I did see a car yesterday with a Carvana license plate on it. It's up. It's up a hundred percent this month. It's up a hundred percent. Look, one of the best lessons that Morrison Leslie ever. Because, dude, I I chirp endlessly. I send obnoxious emails about about how much I hate Tesla, which is just burned me. Leslie has just uh, Leslie has kicked my teeth in in the Tesla debate, okay? Because it just keeps going to the moon. I cannot win that for the life of me. And another one of my little pets was Carvana that like they had beaten it down to four and I was sure it was destined for the grave. And just in the past month, there's been days where it was up 25% and it like they said, look, 
you know, if you want to short it, go ahead. But it's a tough way to make a living. Make a living. It's just a tough way. It rings in my ears. And every day I look and I'm, I think about Leslie. If Leslie hadn't have said that, I would have been I would have been looking down the barrel of unlimited losses in the month. It's ridiculous. I, I'll tell you something. Leslie's an excellent trader. He's human. He makes mistakes like we all do. Okay. Sure. But he's an excellent observer of human nature. Yep. And I've known him, I'm I want to say since 1994. If I'm wrong, I ain't wrong by much. And he's always had this thing, which I just, it's just dead solid perfect. He's like, there's no money in having a grudge with the market, right? There's just, and, you know, he. there's never been a better example than Apple. So I don't know what, where, when, well, or why, or how. But he's had a position in Apple for some period of time. And I, I really shouldn't even say that, but I did. And so there you go. But without fail, he regularly sends me research reports about how Apple's overpriced. <laughs> and then it goes up another four times. Yeah. And, and, you know, He's like, what, what, what is it with these people? It's yeah. just like, and by the way, one comment, um, you know, uh, we mentioned Goldman's laying off people. Okay. The economists now have gotten 14 out of 14 payroll numbers wrong. Okay. Yeah. It's a bad time on Wall Street to be bad at your job. Oh, shit, man. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We didn't really touch on the payroll number. I don't think we really need to. My my point, <laughs> I, I would just, the long and the short of it is, I believe, I believe when you get transitions in the economy, these types of numbers, which are heavily calculated, meaning there's a lot of moving pieces, they're, I don't think they get them right. I think they're backward looking. I don't put hardly any um, faith in them, unless of course they benefit my position, then they're, then they're obviously right. But I do really like, again, for the umpteenth time, I do really like the regional surveys because they're much more real time. I don't think they're seasonally adjusted. They are pretty straightforward. And these purchasing managers surveys, again, I don't know that I'm 100%, but I think the ones we've been getting, they all blow. Like the economy's yep. in the shitter. Maybe that's conventional wisdom. That's fine. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I love the position I have. And, uh, you know, once again, I've got, short-term floating rate notes which do better as the short rate goes up and then i've got very long duration municipals which i got to be careful because if i start looking up and getting dizzy and fall and hit my head then but they've been doing better because as the stock market goes up the credit 
becomes better and, and these have some credit risk. So yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay there and earn the carry and just be cool. Yeah. The fact that if you look at the price earnings ratio on the stock market on a forward basis, it's like in the 90th percentile. I think I read on on um Daily Shot. Yeah. Um doesn't make me feel like I really need to to uh, do much. Plus, Leslie thinks that I think I heard Leslie say said, the charts. The show, how we're going to end the show? Hanging Leslie on the putting him up on the <laughs> on the rickety stool with the noose. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Leslie. I asked him about shorten it, and he said on his pad of paper, he said, "Why today?" Okay, it's a little bit like, first of all, genius. Okay, in my mind, that's that's genius. But to kind of shave a little of his genius off with me and the gold, tough to put me and gold and genius in the same sentence. My comment is, what's the catalyst that's going to make gold do better? Okay, I don't, I, what, what? You know, yeah. like lower rates, uh, a war, I, you know, bad relations between U.S. and China. Yep. You know, I just don't. And, and they keep talking about how everyone's buying it and it trades it, it, it trades bad. Um, the reason I think you're supposed to ask your question about the stocks and why now is and we have this friend, Peter, uh, who was nice enough to send us information. Um, it's pretty common knowledge now that now that the debt ceiling's passed, they're gonna come in and issue a lot of securities. That's gonna drain money from the financial system and it's gonna sit at the treasury account until the government spends it. Mm -hmm. So. It's another form of constriction. So you have, and I didn't check the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, I'm not going to dig it out now because we're almost out of time. But you have the Fed shrinking the balance sheet. You've had 500 basis points of tightening in a year. They're probably going to pause in June. Why not? What's the difference? It doesn't. Pause, don't pause. So take a pause. You'll get Billy Ackman off your back for a week. Um, but this um, issuing of securities is going to be, I think, a somewhat significant drain from the financial system. So if you're looking for what's going to light the match to start the fire, it's usually somewhere, as Harley Bassman would say, leverage can be found somewhere in the background. And given we've had low rates for so long, you know, yeah. So, and uh, I don't know what else you got. That's it. Let's get out of here. You like app? You like apples, dude? <laughs> I want to thank uh, Jim's Grant, and people should follow Almost Daily Grants. Grant, he sends it out every day. Every day you get almost Almost Daily Grants. It's it's a daily email at four thirty five o'clock. He gets you caught up on the day. Everything you need. And you can click the link at the bottom and then you can go pay Jim. But yeah, read the almost daily grants and the same thing with the daily shot. Daily shot, you get it every day, 
five after four, boom, here's the interesting stuff that happens. Yeah, it's great. And like you said, Jim Grant's great. It's it's two paragraphs that, that ropes you in and away you go. Yeah, Jim Grant, Daily Shot, Peter McTeague. Oh, so you mean, you mean I don't have to buy this thing, this 13-page thing twice a month for a zillion dollars? I can... Read no, it daily I, I, no, 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 no. You you get the goods because I'm I'm always I always click it and then I'm like ah, I I can't read it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what am I gonna do? I'm not asking Morris for his password. I would never do that to Jim Grant. But I would like our listeners to traffic his site because inevitably, hey, look, if I get one to subscribe, you know, you know the rest. Um, yeah, we get nothing. <laughs> we get nothing other than doing good. Yeah, exactly. that's to protect and defend. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. So, all right, all right well, my I, friend, it's been fun. I'll see you next week. Um, did you? Yeah. didn't like Nvidia. How about that, Bob Cobb? Okay, nothing's gonna make Bob Cobb happier than you not buying <laughs> Nvidia for forty fucking dollars. Okay, that that just made my weekend. I can't. I gotta go talk to my wife about it. Okay. <laughs> you be well, kid. I'll all see right, you soon. Now. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, stop recording. Let's get out of here.